Well, good morning. With everything that's going on, it's not going to be a long sermon, so don't worry, I'm not going to uh, <laughs> make you listen to me forever. But um, it's just such a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Um, now, most of you know, as I mentioned in the announcements, that I was gone for a little while with our first child. And I want to say that I am a proud dad of a son who is nine pounds, eight ounces at birth. So, yes, very long baby too. So I feel like he's got uh, my genes. So uh, very excited about that. Uh, me and Yvette, though, wanted to say thank you to everyone here who's shown so much support. We've received lots of gifts from people um, and just, oh, yes, that's a good idea not to trip. Um, <laughs> it's just been such a blessing and felt really welcomed here. As you know, we've had lots of transitions coming here from Edmonton. And so it, it just, we feel really blessed and loved. And I wanted to say thank you from me and Yvette. Uh, it's really meant a lot to us. This morning is Baptism Sunday. And I'm excited. We have seven baptisms. I'm not sure if you know, but the number seven in the Bible is often the number of completion. So I don't know if it was like, you know, if it was a God thing or not, but it'll just, we'll go with it with number seven. Um, and, but I thought, you know, as coming from the Mennonite Brethren, we're Anabaptist. Um, we, as Mennonite Brethren, have a particular way of doing baptism. And I wanted to just talk a bit about this this morning. I know some of you may come from different backgrounds where baptisms were practiced different ways. And that's not to say that we as a church are better than those other churches. But I just wanted to go over what is baptism to us as a church? How do we as a Christian community see baptism? How does it work? Now, if you think about it, baptism is actually kind of a weird word. And I hope no one is offended, but think with me for a minute. If you said the word baptism in a non-Christian setting, how many people would have any idea of what you're talking about? It's something that we only really do in a Christian community. I'm not sure about you guys, but for me, I love sports. And one thing, I loved playing basketball. And when you play a sport for a long time, there's certain words that you use that really don't make any sense to anyone else. Such as, you know, when I played basketball, I'd be like, you know, we're doing a 2-3 zone, a 3-2 zone, or, you know, there's three in the key in these kind of these terms. And now probably some of you have no idea what I'm talking about because it's, it's basketball language. And I kind of feel baptism can sometimes be like that. It's not a word that's really we're all that familiar with, familiar with unless you're in the church. And so when it comes to baptism, what does this word mean? Where does it come from? So the word baptism or baptize comes from the Greek word baptizo or bapto. And so it's like you can kind of see that just it's almost like exactly from English. We carried it over from the Greek. We just say baptism. But this word means to dip, to immerse, to cleanse, to purify. And this actually was not even... Um, this was a practice that was used a lot in the ancient world. It wasn't just Christians who did this. People in uh, the Roman world would do baptisms for religious purifications. Jews would do baptisms as well for purifications. And so this is something that is actually very ancient practice. It has ancient roots. And some of you may wonder, why do we do immersion baptism? What's up with that? Because there's churches that do sprinkling, other things like that. And it's not to say, you know, that we're perfect or we have everything right. But part of the reason we do immersion is that this seems to be the practice in the ancient world. We have actually Jewish texts called the Mishnah, which it seems that Jews, Jewish people at the time, when they would have done baptisms, would have done full immersion. And so just from archaeology and evidence that we've seen, 
This is part of the reason we do immersion baptism is because this is what we uh, seems to be from the best evidence what happened in scripture is that they would do full immersion. Now, the first time we come across baptism in the New Testament after the life and death of resurrection of Jesus is in Acts chapter 2. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Acts chapter 2. We're going to spend just a little bit of time this morning there kind of unpacking what does baptism mean to us. So for a bit of context here in Acts chapter 2 is this is the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit is poured out. Uh, Peter gets up, he stands, he gives kind of a, a bold proclamation of the gospel to a whole bunch, to the crowd, to Gentiles, to Jews. It's really just a mix of people in this crowd. So this is Acts 2, 36 to 41. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. The first thing about baptism this morning is it is an act of obedience. Peter here is speaking to the crowd, and those he commands, he says, you know, if you want to follow Jesus, you need to repent and be baptized. Baptism is a step of obedience that every believer needs to take sometime in their life. It's just part of the part of the process of being a Christian. And we see this pattern throughout the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8 and Acts chapter 10, we have this call to repent and be baptized. Now, I want to clarify something in the Mennonite Brethren, is that we don't believe that baptism saves us. It's Jesus' blood, his sacrifice, what he did on the cross is what saves us. But when we are baptized, this is a symbol of what Christ has done in us. It's a sign to others. And baptism is an important step on our journey of faith. But we have to remember that it's Jesus' blood that ultimately saves us, not the waters of baptism. But baptism points to the spiritual reality that Jesus has done this for us. And also notice here in Acts, this call by Peter is a public call. It's not a private call. And as Mennonite brethren, we believe in the idea that baptism is something we do publicly. It's something that's meant to be kind of a family thing, something that we do together. Our faith is something that's meant to be done in community. Another important passage on baptism is Romans 6, 1 to 4. This is Paul speaking. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that Jesus, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in the newness of life. Paul states here that as we go into the waters of baptism, it's actually a symbol of going down with Jesus in death. And when we are raised from the waters, it's a symbol of being raised with Jesus in new life. 
And so, yes, baptism is a step that we take as individuals, but this step in Romans is actually something that binds us together because we're being baptized into Christ Jesus. So whenever someone chooses to get baptized, it's saying, I want to be part of the body of Jesus. And so this is a step that's actually meant to unify us. So to recap, just a quick recap, we see baptism as an act of obedience, which testifies to what Jesus has done in our life, that he has cleansed us from sin, given us the Holy Spirit, and that we have received new life. Baptism is a sign. It's a symbol of what Jesus has done. And those who follow Jesus must choose to do this eventually. And that this sign, this symbol, joins us together as a body of believers.